What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order spoiler cast. Very excited to talk more Star Wars, as always. With me today, to my right, the boogeyman, John Fick. When did that come about? I just right now? last night. Last I night? <laughs> I thought about this. I, I You've been sleeping on this? I did. And I... Uh, it, only because John Wick is the boogeyman. All right. So I figure you're, Baba Yaga? you're used right. to... Yeah, Baba Yaga was my other choice, I was going to say. I'll take either. So, yes. Uh, John Fick. That's with an F. I'm Josiah Leroy. And to my left, very special guest, uh, my good friend from hockey, Derek Kramer. What's up, Derek? What's going on, guys? It's uh, fun to be here. Let's uh, let's get it. Let's get some Star Wars in here. Let's, let's get some Star Wars. It's fun stuff. I think it's been a while since I've talked Star Wars. I think whenever we filmed our last uh, hindsight, yeah, which, I mean, uh, we kind of you know dropped. fell off a little bit. <laughs> it's, it's evergreen content. We'll get back to it. We but we were just so saturated with Star Wars stuff for like felt like three months, you know, with the games and the new movie and stuff like that. Disney Plus, Mandalorian. Speaking of which, this week, uh, Clone Wars. Oh yeah, picks up. So I, I need to watch. All of that. <laughs> oh gosh, yeah. <laughs> you better uh, better get going on that. Yeah. Uh, so fun fact, Derek, you were actually uh, the third WGR person that we've had at, at the Geekiverse. I'm sorry to say, I'm I'm, I'm gonna take my stab at a guess here. I, I'm pretty sure TJ Luckman. Yep, was one of them. <laughs> he was number one. Uh, he did our actually. He did our solo spoiler cast. Nice, nice. So when that movie came out, and I'm not sure I'm going to get the second one here. Uh, Jerry White actually. Oh, uh, Jeremy, nice. Yeah, he wanted to talk gaming, so uh, we had him on last summer to do our E3 kind of preview show. All right, there so, we go. Yeah, uh, very nice. Very happy to have you, Derek. Uh, as always, uh, especially if you're in the Buffalo area, uh, Derek is on WGR 550. Yeah. So if the voice is familiar, that's why. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, you can listen to this podcast on iTunes or, or uh, Apple Podcasts, I should say, or SoundCloud. And if you're watching, thanks for tuning in on YouTube. So uh, it should go without saying, but we're going to say it anyway. Tons of spoilers ahead for Jedi Fallen Order. It's in the title of the video and the it's podcast. In the title of the video. Spoiler cast. That's, it wasn't a car park cast? <laughs> no. It was not a carport. Carport. <laughs> I screwed it up. It's none of those. Uh, yes, yeah, spoilers. So if you have not finished the game, if you if you care about it and you, you don't want to know, just bookmark this and come back after you've finished it. But uh, we'll get to a bunch of things on, on, on our list here. First of all, first reactions. What summarizes your feelings towards the game? Uh, why don't we start with John? I thought it was just a bad game. Bad game. <laughs> I just wanted to get out of town. I just wanted to give you PTSD to our prequel discussions. You couldn't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 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 no, it was it was awesome, man. I mean, I was uh, I was expecting a lot, and I was blown away. I thought Respawn absolutely killed it. Their first non-Titanfall, non-first-person shooter. They had the Star Wars franchise. First time EA's delivered on a Star Wars game, in my opinion. So I mean, it, it, everything I saw looked great, and the game just blew me away, man. Uh, Derek, what do, what do we think? To piggyback off of that with EA and uh, how Battlefront came back and we were all so excited for it but then to see it just kind of really fumble they dropped that the ball. opportunity yep. and to come back and not just deliver a good star wars game but something with a promising story and great mechanics to it to follow up after you know patching up the initial bugs on it what game doesn't have that problem at this point in these yep. days but as long as you address it you fix it and then everything runs smoothly after that it, it was a Awesome, fantastic game that I like to pick up and just replay all the time at this point. Yeah, I, um, I needless to say, I always timing right. Uh, <laughs> so I, I love Star Wars in general, of course, but uh, with this game in particular, it felt like a good video game on its own that happened to also be connected into the Star Wars universe. It was fun to play. Where a lot of times Star Wars games try to, 
I don't think they try to, but they happen to have to rest on their laurels and say, hey, we're in the Star Wars universe, right? So I feel like I'd play anything that comes out that's Star Wars. Wouldn't say I'd love it. But with this game, if you had called it uh, anything else or even built it as its own new IP, Which I still I think would have it, enjoyed it. It originally was it not. Was. It wasn't going to be a Star Wars game. They had like the, the wall running and they had like the, like, I don't want to say Dark Souls, but like Dark Souls-ish, I guess, mechanics. Like oh, yeah. that, that was the That's roots fire. of that. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then they got the Star Wars license. And you know. How crazy is that? So watch, uh, I got the director's cut of the game and I love that behind the scenes stuff. And I guess, uh, I think it was about two years into the project, if not three. That's nuts. They were approached by EA and said, you know, take it or leave it kind of thing. You want to do, you can continue on yours or you can make a Star Wars game. How do you pass up a Star Wars game, right? And to be able to connect it that way, and it makes sense now that that's brought up that the combat system for it was so smooth, the fact that they did try to just build something on its own first, and then they get the licensing for it and then they tweak it proper. So yeah. it makes sense with how the game plays that... Yeah, they built a game first. They built a game first and then they can go ahead and improve on it instead of resting on the laurels of saying, hey, it's the Star Wars universe. And we'll get into it in, in a little bit with the, the destinations in the game, but you don't see the uh, the cliche planets sure. in this right, game. Right, right. It's, it's more of a universe build as opposed to just taking what we already know, which is okay, but in this case, I think Star Wars fans wanted something new, right? Add to the universe. Um, so uh, last report that we have from January 2020 is that the game passed 8 million units in sales. Uh, pretty strong. That's huge. For you know most games, let alone a Star Wars title. That's pretty good. Um, Xbox One, PS4. Was this on PC? Yeah, it was. It on was. PC? Okay. Yep. Um, in terms of what you know, we'll shift here. Uh, actually, I take that back. When the game was uh, announced... Awkwardly, uh, yeah. Was that that was E three, right? That was when they said they weren't really doing an E three show, and one of the game directors was just like in the crowd, and Andrea Renee was like, "Vincent Paula, yeah, sitting there." And uh, yeah, it was so bizarre, and I feel like that was just shoehorned last second to be like, "No, let's talk about Star Wars." Yeah, I think like, all right, we have nothing. We need we need to like at least announce a little bit. (laughs) Vince seems so. Vince is like the he's the founder of Respawn Entertainment. Yeah, I worked on Call of Duty back in the day. Didn't he actually just leave Respawn? Uh, I don't know that actually. I think he did. I think he just like took another uh, another EA studio and is like. Oh no, you're you're right. He yeah. did. He's overseeing. Um, what's he overseeing? It's not Battlefield. Is it Dice? I think it's Dice. Maybe it is. We might be wrong. I'll fact check us on that. We'll talk about that on a, on a different podcast. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm I'm pretty sure you're right on that. Now that you mention it. Uh, but he's sitting in the audience, and Andrea Renee sits next to him, and they announce the title for this game, and he just kind of seems high. Yeah. Because uh, it was unscripted. Super awkward. And Yeah, very awkward, and he's talking about that your character wields a lightsaber, um, and then the title reveal was all we got, Jedi Fallen Order. Yeah. And that was enough for us to name it one of our most anticipated games of 2019, which is funny. Yeah. I think even without that reveal, it would have been on that list. Agreed. It could have been untitled Star Wars game, and yeah. we would have been like all about it. Uh, but for the longest time, we saw nothing on this. We had to wait until Star Wars Celebration in April, you know, in the game shipping in the fall, uh, before we really got any relevant details on it. We learned that Cameron Monaghan's going to star in the game. We talk about the combat. Um, and as time went on, we still didn't know a ton about it until we got closer to launch. Yeah, that was one of those things where the press was invited to see that game after we saw that that blowout from the Star Wars Celebration. And it seemed like EA kind of buried the lead because all the reporters were saying, this game is not what they showed. They, they're showing you like this third-person action-adventure game, but this is like... This has platforming elements. It has Metroidvania, Metroidvania elements. Like they buried the lead on this. I don't know if they're worried about what the game actually is or if they just didn't market it well. But yeah, all the reports were this game is different than what you saw. 
it's bizarre because like that would have sold, I think. But um, EA was going for the approach that it was more of an adventure game, yeah, like you, an Uncharted. You almost right? wonder if EA wanted to kind of like make it look a little more ma- a little more mainstream than it actually was. Yeah, I mean that's very possible. Uh, but that you know from there on out, the anticipation ramped up. Early gameplay demos uh, from the people that saw it behind closed doors really sounded like they liked it and were impressed with it. And then as we got real close, we started to get some uh, some impressive review scores. Uh, and that, that was it. That was the end of it. So enter where we begin. Uh, well, let's talk a little bit about gameplay. I would say in terms of a kind of adventure game or an action game, if you will, this was a you know, this is not Dark Souls, but it had some difficulty to it. Agreed. There's some rhythm, some uh, exploration in the mechanics that you had to kind of master. What did you guys think of that? Did you find it hard? Did you find yourself with a bit of a learning curve? I mean, I was thrown off when right away I am at death via Stormtrooper. Yeah. So, uh, you know, that's something that you, you kind of like, you know, the you know the meme where you're sitting back with the controller and then the next thing you know, oh, hey, yeah, I, got, I actually got to get serious. Like, it, it was literally that for that sort of thing. It's like, yeah. okay, now we're not playing, apparently. What, uh, what so, difficulty did you guys play on? Whatever the equivalent to the So medium. it went story, Jedi Knight, Jedi Master, Jedi Grandmaster. Jedi Knight. Me too. Yep. I ended up, that's, that's where I got serious at first. So I ended up starting on Jedi Master. Got it. And <laughs> I died very quickly. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh. Okay, this game's not messing around. Yeah. No. So you go down to night and uh, you know, you try to deal with everything a little bit more uh, properly there. Yeah. 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 I turned it down. I so I played all of the game on Jedi Knight besides one boss cuz I I was getting so frustrated and it's a spoiler cast so it doesn't matter but uh it's the Dothamir. Who was the guy in Dothamir? Oh yeah. Yeah. Turn uh, Malcos, yeah. Yes. So he was just he was, he was just killing me and I'm like I know this isn't the final boss so there's no reason for me to kill myself. I just bumped down to story mode and I just crushed him and I'm, I'm I didn't feel bad about it. <laughs> I, I couldn't do it. No, I I do the same thing because I'd rather enjoy the game than get I I get really mad. Especially when I know it's not the final boss. If it was the final boss like I didn't do that for Trilla. The the the, the final boss. Mm-hmm. Uh, Honestly, I thought that fight was a little more difficult than Trilla. Yeah, me too. Yeah, yeah I was just That's about to I, ask that question. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> Trilla still took me a while. I think I clocked like two hours of just like gripping, not moving from my chair, trying to beat that. Brutal. Still difficult, but I wouldn't yeah. let myself turn that one down because I knew it was the final boss fight. So yeah. I had to beat the game, you know. Yeah, right. No, I, I'm with you totally. Um, I I feel like so I I'm not experienced at all when it comes to Dark Souls, Bloodborne, anything that we perceive nowadays as a more difficult game, and for this. Um, at first there was definitely a learning curve for me and it took me a while to really get the mechanics down and I'm probably still not really great at it, even on a lower setting. But that being said, I I enjoyed the challenge with it. I thought it was the best lightsaber mechanics in any game, uh, to date, you know, I recall over the years and overall I thought they found a really nice blend of attack and defense, you know, whether you'd string together some force combos or melee combos or you had to defend yourself. Like you had to balance your energy meter and that I thought was all good. So the other part about it being like the, the parry system oh yeah, uh, where a well-timed parry that could actually mess something up on your enemy and allow you to get back on the offensive like that. So it kind of makes it like a real style of combat there where, you know, we're, glued to our chairs anytime there's a lightsaber fight in a Star Wars movie and there you are you're seeing it it's a balance between fighting back and forth this game allowed to provide some of that balance that if you're not playing it and you're watching it watching someone play it for example you're seeing the balance go on again and you're just like okay what's going on all right now you're on the offensive so yeah it allowed for a tricky balance to it that made it fun made it different because you're not just this isn't just some button mashing you're not you're not just going in 
on the attack the entire time. Yeah, these aren't prequel lightsabers. You're not you're not just cutting through an army of, of droids. Th- there was some weight to it. Exactly. Yeah. It's more what we see, um, I would say, the in sequel the trilogy. sequel trilogy. Yeah. 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 Um, so in terms of, we talked about difficulty, exploration will kind of lead into my next point here uh, with regards to the story. I'm going to bridge those two things together, exploration and difficulty. I didn't explore uh, enough because I wanted to get the story done. And because of that, I didn't realize you can get more stims for BD1. <sighs> I beat the game with three stims. That's actually pretty impressive. That's why Trello took me three hours. Same same here. So <laughs> I realized there's two... Is Zepho the first planet you go to? Think so, yeah. Mm, yes. Okay. Yeah, well, first... Well, Bagano's the first planet. No, yeah. Bagano is what I meant to. Um, okay. That's then, the first one you really do anything on. Yeah, and then Zepho's the first one you really start doing anything Once you get picked in. up... It, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So er, when I beat the game... So I'm, I'm trying to 100% this. We, we did the same thing. I, I, I know your story. Yes. Well, I haven't played it um, in probably a month and a half. I've had my <laughs> gaming plate pretty full here, and I'm really doing a nice job chopping down my backlog, by the way. Proud of you. I, feel, I know. I feel so accomplished. There you go. Uh, thank you. <laughs> so with uh, with that first planet, when so I'm looking at the list of kind of where to find some of these, and you go back, there's two stim packs. In the like, same building. Right there. Yeah. And I was almost, I was almost mad, but I felt accomplished because I had beaten it on three. Same. Had I had five, <laughs> I would have taken her down quickly. I know. Relatively speaking. I mean, there were times where I was uh, like, I may or may not have managed to max out the stuff. Oh my Did god! By really? the time I'm I got so to jealous. I got to eight. Oh, you can god. do eight. Yes, you get I still to didn't eight. Even know that. <laughs> I thought you had to. Yeah, I, for some reason I thought there were seven in my head, but I. I haven't picked it up in a while. That's yeah. amazing. There was times I, I where like eight. once once I, I I could have been like fifty percent through the fight, and if I only had one stem pack off, I would just restart the fight because I knew I wasn't going to win. Yeah, just kill me now. Yeah, like, because the different phases. Um, like who's the guy we mentioned? Uh, the Taron Malikos. Yeah, Taren. Malikos. Yeah, Malikos. So when we when I was fighting him, there was such strategy to it. Like I had to gauge how many hits I had in that first phase, and then again in the second phase of a three-phase fight to know if I really had a chance. Yeah, you got to balance out those stims. When you only have three, which apparently you could have seven. <laughs> you could have more. I so that, frustrating. Like, right, I have the same problem that John had where I was trying to get the story done uh, because I wanted to get to the end and, and stuff had minutely been spoiled for me. You finished the game in like a week or something I crazy, think right? It must have came out on a Friday. I think I beat it on the, the following Tuesday. You definitely beat I it. I crushed it. That sounds right. We're yeah. I got the text while we were at hockey in the locker room and I'm like, oh my gosh <laughs> someone beat the game already. All right. That was my kick in the pants to like get, get, get it going on it. Um I think I took another week and a half after that before I could finally talk to you. Yeah I think it was the following Friday. So I'll get to what was kind of spoiled for me later on in, in the show. It was also spoiled but, for me too. Okay, and yeah. honestly, not a, a horrible thing. And you you gave me great advice. You said don't let it ruin it for yeah. you, and and it, it didn't for sure. It didn't. Like I guess it's not the most surprising thing in the world. I mean, we can say it. We're in the spoiler cast, the Vader right. thing, right? I, yeah. I've got yeah. I've got stuff to talk about, which is why I'm saving it. Got it. Uh, but uh, so also, uh, I played it on Xbox One, PS4, PS4, Xbox One, Xbox One, which they've got my uh, PS4 glass here. <laughs> Gotta love it. Gotta love it. It's a great glass. It is nice a great glass. Much, yeah. So uh, with regards to, we talked about difficulty ta- um, tying into exploration. How about exploration tying into the story a bit? How, uh, where did you guys go afterwards? You could go to Dathomir pretty early in the story, and I did not. I, I waited. did. Did you? I so did. you got the double-bladed saber. I got lightsaber. the double-bladed saber very quickly. Huh. <sighs> that was another thing that I saw online after the game came out, and I'm like, huh. So I should have gone to Dathomir I, right I, away. I, I actually did it on accident because <laughs> I, I went there 
first instead of going to Zepho, as the story said. I'm like, oh, that's interesting. They gave me the option to go to this planet right away. Hmm. So I might as well check it out. Like they're trying to lead me there. They're trying to lead me somewhere. And uh, turns out, next thing you know, he's tinkering something on the bench. And then two sabers, I immediately send a picture to my buddy. I'm like, you get double blue <laughs> sabers, and it's early. <laughs> and uh, he was just like, I, I, I texted him the picture, and I go, you get double-bladed sabers early, game of the year. 10 out of 10. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's not wrong to say. And, uh, I mean, it's a spoiler cast, so I'm not worried about having to say it. It's like, no. you could, like, once I went back to the bench, though, because, you know, you have the parts right away, Yeah, uh, you could change it to green, too. And I'm, I've am i always loved the green saber more than the blue. I yeah. just like the aesthetic of it more. <laughs> sure. And uh, I was just like, oh, yeah, I'm just going to go green, double-bladed. Here we go. And uh, that, that was my way to roll throughout the... Uh, entirety of the game at that point how i found out how early did you get to death and weird did you i wait? just followed the main yeah, main story what so, I, yeah I, I didn't go there when i when i wasn't told to <laughs> i just i'm like i want to know what happened same yeah. i uh, so the third or fourth that put it in the rotation makes sense yeah. uh and yeah i waited um i, I would have gone earlier if i had known because i think it gave you a little bit of an advantage not a big one early on in the game um what what color lightsaber did you guys go with for majority of it? So green for you. I went green for it. Yeah. Um, what you, Judd? I can't remember if I was allowed to do magenta before the Ilum. No, yeah, that was one of the ones uh, you had to pick at Ilum. Okay, so I, I must have. I think I was doing purple. Was there a purple option before that or yeah. no? Yeah. I think I was doing purple. I yeah. um I went with blue for the majority of the game. I just liked how it it kind of worked for uh Kale Kestis's character. Sure. But I at Later in the game, as I started hopping planets and stuff, I would uh, change my lightsaber color every planet just because nice. I wanted to try them all. Pretty cool. Um, for pre-order in the game, I got the orange, orange lightsaber, which is now free to everyone. I think. I mm-hmm. wish it looked better. Like <laughs> yeah, that's okay. that sounded cool, but it kind of just looked like an incandescent light bulb. I think it was yeah. a little too faded. I didn't, yeah. yeah, I didn't like the. Uh, I'm not. I wasn't a huge fan of the orange color there. No, I'm, I'm with you. And uh, I have a friend who didn't pre-order the game and thought if he bought. He, Orange is this color, and he thought if he bought the digital deluxe version, he's like, "Of course, I'll get the orange in that." He paid eighty dollars for the game and didn't get it. Oh, that's so awkward. <laughs> Sorry, Aaron. That's yeah. That's an ouch town right there. Yeah. I pre-ordered whatever the that might have been the edition above regular edition. Yeah. Um, but I had the Best Buy membership that ran out in September, where like you would get twenty percent off a game. Uh, so I got it and pre-ordered it in like July, just so I could lock in that price. <laughs> Smart. Um, and you know, get the director's yeah, cut no, and all that. A- that's smart. You, you you knew what you were doing there. It's you know it's a veteran gaming move right there <laughs> from a pre-order standpoint. Um, so let's see here. Story. What do we think overall of the story? Set between episodes three and four, uh, it kind of becomes a little bit of a quest at first to restart the the Jedi Order, and I love where it ends up. Where it's kind of like mm, I don't think we should do this. Yeah. Uh, what do we think overall of how the story fits into Star Wars lore? And how it, it fits as a standalone. Did you guys enjoy it? Lacking? What do the you think? execution of what they were going for with the theme throughout all of it to fit between episodes three and four, it really made sense. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a darker story. It, it's not. There's not a lot of success that goes on here because this is where the Jedi have been beaten down. They have lost. And they're just trying to pick themselves up. And the ones that are surviving are just doing that. They're surviving. And you see it through the progression of... Seer's story being eventually then told to Cal. Step by step, you learn a little bit more of how her failures account into everything. Cal obviously starting off with a half of a lightsaber. You know, it's yeah. busted on the other side. And I'm like, I remember, I'm like, 
so why is that thing broken on the other end? What's why is there no butt end on it? Oh, and then I find out I stumble on the Dathomir. Oh, that's why, because he's gonna build a double sided saber. Okay, that makes some sense. But uh, you know, you see that you know that's a that's a broken lightsaber from his master. Yeah. And then there's obviously the fact that they're on the run constantly, and th- right in the beginning, uh, they find the uh, Jedi Starfighter, and Prof goes. Was that four years ago? And Cal immediately goes five, and he's like, "Oh, right, yeah, you yeah. would know, <laughs> you would know, you yeah. would know." Damn! Um, and you're thinking, possibly, is that his is that his fighter? Sure. Uh, we find out, obviously, that it's not. But you, you're thinking to yourself, "Is that his? Was that his that he crashed on there because he was on the run?" And they do a very good job of it being about bouncing back from your failures yeah, yeah which for sure it's a fun little thing about life you got to bounce back from your failures and it's uh it was a fun little way to look at it and explore what would be a darker side of everything agreed so it's not like your usual jedi comes out is a badass right rule ass and just take down every bad guy no this is after episode three where he's an unfinished product stuff has hit the fan yeah i uh, i think i agree with Everything you said there, I thought it was it was a good time frame to put it in because it was darker and unexplored in this new Disney uh, version of the Star Wars canon. Um, Just Rogue One. What's yeah. that? Rogue One. And, Rogue, yeah, yeah, and yeah, Rogue One yeah. had probably one of the most badass endings. Yeah. But it was dark. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It I, People, I think, are drawn to that a lot. Like people, not necessarily because it's dark, but sometimes it ends ends up for a, a better better story like people love infinity war empire strikes back is pretty much everyone's favorite star wars movie to to some degree i think things like that speak to people um with the story i think it was nice because it didn't become cookie cutter where star wars sometimes as we've seen in the sequel trilogy can fall into old cycles and repeat uh or be a little bit symmetrical right with with some of the older stories and, and retell them this felt fresh and new to me of course yeah so um John, how do, you, how do you think the story ended up where we got from the beginning and what the objective was, and then we get to the end, and it's its its, its own self-contained story, but it's still a part of that universe? Yeah, I think it's really cool. Um, the ending specifically, I know a lot of people were kind of frustrated with it because they went through all of this, and they, they got the MacGuffin, and they... They got the MacGuffin. They got the MacGuffin, yeah. and they just they, they didn't act on it, and I, I kind of like that. Um, that one, that, that actually sat really well with me, the way that ended. It was like, that. that is... I almost said Cameron. That is... Uh, <laughs> That is Cal's story. I mean, yeah. like it, it is about his redemption. It's about him not letting go of the past. Don't forget the past. Use it. That's that broken lightsaber. Repair it. Make it your own. I, I don't know. I think he has maybe maybe the most unique protagonist story in Star Wars. And I not to so men- too. not to mention the other part of that being, uh, it allows it to fit within the canon. Sure. You know, we don't have to wonder about these kids that they would be uh, picking up and teaching. Yeah. And okay, they're not there. Yeah, where's the new Jedi? Yeah, yeah, Luke's Luke's the Jedi at that point. But right. they don't. Ha- we don't have any questions. There's no loose ends that they have to pick up on, and that's pretty much why it's the most satisfying to me is that it makes sense. They yeah. go through their own adventure, their own adversity. And then we don't have to go ahead and try to interject them into anything else. Yeah, you don't have to shoehorn Luke anywhere in the story. Exactly. You, know? you don't have to shoehorn yeah. Luke. And they even stayed away from uh, the Clone Wars and Rebels characters. Sure. Because you don't have to tie anything together. They did a great job of making sure they created a story that stayed within the lore and still 
managed to tie everything up in a way independent of everything else. And like you had said earlier, not have to yeah, lean on exactly. anything. Exactly. It was largely self-contained, which is a beautiful thing in Star Wars, where we see the Skywalker saga and everything kind of interwoven. And That's why get, Rogue One is a hit. Right. It, it's its its own thing that connects to the, the larger universe. And there's a lot of parallels between these two, uh, between Rogue One and Jedi Fallen Order. But I think that's what Star Wars fans are craving is we, you know, I'm sure we'll hear an announcement soon on where the the franchise is headed on the big screen. Uh, But we want those self-contained stories, those ones that kind of explore space away in the galaxy from this, you know, this central time period and the Skywalkers, etc. So... With that being said, why don't we get into uh, to some of the characters here? Uh, uh, before I forget, because I don't have it on the list, I heard originally when this game was pitched to respawn as a Star Wars game, it was not surrounding a Jedi. It was surrounding uh, like a, a character with a blaster, like, yeah, like a, a, a grassroots mark. like Resistance fighter, yeah, yeah. But they they kept pushing for it. They wanted it bad, and and I guess Lucasfilm from everything they said was like, if your character is a Jedi or someone with a lightsaber, like it's the Holy Grail. Like it's got to be right. We've got to, like they've got to keep uh, keep a tight lid on everything. Yeah, they're trying to push a bounty hunter game, if I recall. I think yeah. it's, how about a bounty hunter? <sighs> no, I don't think a Jedi Lord sounds better. Would have loved 1313. Not I've, from... I've, I've, got, I've got a hot take on a certain bounty hunter that I don't think is going to fly. Oh, I think I'm with you. <laughs> no, let's go. Let's bring Bo- it up right Boba now. Boba Fett is a punk bitch. <laughs> He's such a boring <laughs> character. Why do people love him? I don't, I don't understand He goes either. out like a punk from a blind man uh. with a staff. <laughs> We're, 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 no, we're, we're, we're with you. Were people that deprived in the 80s that that was cool? I mean, come on, guys. It's, yes, it, and you see, I, I say these things, and I'm usually on a sports platform, so <laughs> I don't get much pushback on that. This so your if, you're, if you're listening and you're watching this, Boba Fett's a punk bitch. Come at me. <laughs> You'll get some pushback, but, it's, but we're with I you. I think most people will agree with you. At me on Twitter at Derek Kramer 49. <laughs> I'm ready for the fight. Let's go. Um, bring it to Derek, everybody. <laughs> so we... Um, Regarding Boba Fett, not to get off on a tangent, I would say the Knights of Ren are this generation's Boba Fett. Yeah. Like, I imagine going into Return of the Jedi, you know, if you, whether it's us growing up with those as reruns, if you will, or growing up with them in theaters, like, I feel like Boba Fett was like, oh man, this guy's going to be so cool. And then that's what <laughs> happened to him. And I felt like that. Oh my gosh, the Knights of Ren are so cool. No, they suck. They're <laughs> terrible. And they didn't go anywhere. That was m- probably my biggest disappointment with that. Uh, yeah, the sequel trilogy, it obviously Episode has its, uh, its problems and question marks. And uh, you mentioned, though, that Star Wars, they tend to stay within something that's safe. Yep. And I feel like with the sequel trilogy, we got a lot of that. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, it was safe. Super safe. No but doubt. this game did a great job of making sure that they pushed some of those boundaries. They did. And again, the way that they were able to independently make this story happen like this, that's that's why I love this game. It's not just because of the gameplay itself. The story was able to drive itself in a way that, yeah, it may have been short for a single-player video game, but at the same time, the replayability of it really is something that uh, that allows good. it to allows you to appreciate the story. I I agree, and I I felt like it was an appropriate length for uh, a single player uh, campaign because it, it, I think it, I I feel like I stumbled into playing it right by just going out and exploring things, and then like anytime I got a new ability, I would go back to a different planet. Yeah, uh, like yeah, if, that's fair. Like when you got the double jump, I'm like, I know there's a couple of chests on Bagano that I got to go back to because yeah. I want to see what I get from those. And part of that was probably my one of my favorite features in this game. What Jedi are you if you don't make your own damn lightsaber? It was awesome. 
And I'm just like, I'm all about these, I'm all about these hilts. I'm all about everything with the lightsaber customization. When I'm bored, I'll just go on to like ultra sabers and I'll just be like, <laughs> I'm looking at this even though I can't afford it. Sure. And, um, the, the one thing I'll say about like the exploration and the chest and the customization, I, I wish there was more than just the ponchos. I wish I, because I didn't even wear the poncho. I just, I, I just, want, yeah, they looked that I cool to me. Jacket instead. And I wish there was more cool jackets. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I wish I could have had, you know, my, I wish my cat looked a little different. There yeah. was one that's my options. That, but oh. the lightsaber, so hunt, cool. The lightsaber scavenger hunt made up for it. Like if you got a poncho, you're like, ah, damn, I'll go yeah. to the next chest and we'll try from there. But, uh, yeah. I was just like, yeah, you know what? Let's uh, let's keep hunting. Why? Because uh, the lightsabers, uh, I'm I'm cool with this for sure. I felt like, um, yeah, that was a little bit lacking. I I changed everything that I could just to kind of use it because I knew there wasn't going to be a lot of it. But like the paint scheme, you could change for BD one and for your ship. That was, was that was okay. You know, it was yeah, whatever. There were some, like, some cool like ones. The BD one. Uh, paint jobs there yeah you didn't really care much for the ship because you're not seeing it you exactly. never see it you see it in a cutscene here or there but yeah that, that was hit or miss for sure um i liked with uh so there was one outfit it's kind of early in the game that i don't remember how early but anyway it, it looked like gray, luke's gray outfit from mm-hmm. empire strikes back and i made that into kale's outfit like that was him and then i had a blue lightsaber and i was like oh i'm kind of like that was know. non-poncho right Correct. I think that was yeah. the only like customization you could do that wasn't a poncho. I used the same one. Yeah, yeah. I like that the jacket one. And I think it was the. Uh, it wasn't the scrapper because that was the default color for your uh, for your jacket and your shirt. Uh, I think it was. Um, I don't know if it was, no guardian was lighter, so it was a different one. I don't remember. I don't even know if I got that one actually. Hmm. But hmm. Uh, but yeah, the, like the darker ones, uh, you could easily do that and play it off like that. That's cool. And. No, I, I just think that uh, I, I'm with you. If they had more of the uh, customization of the jacket and the shirt, that might have actually killed it even more so than uh, all the ponchos. You should have made the ponchos fewer and far between, like make those more of exclusive things that you have to hunt for. Exactly. Instead yeah. of... Uh, a lot you know, of options. Like, for I just didn't yeah. see what they were going for with the punch. I didn't really like it, but hey, yeah. to each their own. Yeah, to each their own. Good thing it's only customization exactly. from a, an aesthetic as opposed to gameplay like or something. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. agreed. Um, and the other thing with exploration too on this is, so a lot of times, I wouldn't say games intimidate me, but they do. Uh, so a game like Skyrim, I'm like, this is too big and there's too many options and you could <laughs> endlessly play the game. That's The Witcher Three for me. Uh, yeah, maybe that to me too because I've never finished Witcher. I'm playing Fallout Four right now, I'm loving it by the way. But um, that's a story for a different podcast. Anyway, I uh, I feel like this was the right amount of exploration for me, and uh, it feels like an attainable hundred percent. I'm not gonna spend like years, you know, playing this game trying to get there. And unless I want to, then I, I can. But it's not like a grind, right, to get to the end. And like this is what the Arkham games were for me, where it was an attainable 100%. Not that every game needs to be like that, but I appreciated it. It didn't feel like just this vast open open galaxy, really, I guess. Yeah, we've gotten to the point where there are some games that are open world just for the sake of being open world. That's not attractive we to don't, me. We don't always need that. I agree. I, 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 I'm becoming a love linear stories in my Same. my ripe old age of 28 but like you know you get the, yeah. the last time you have the game like the last time i want to sink into side quests that i just really don't care about yeah exactly i someone on ign said on on game scoop that side quests are exactly that like why didn't they make the main cut yeah I'm like oh yeah i never looked at it like that he's like that's, yeah that's an interesting way to look there's at that sometimes they're shoehorned and it kind of like took pressure off me sometimes you're in a world where you just want to be in the world it's like i don't care yeah. what i'm doing right now i just want to exist like, exactly sometimes that, that works but like I, that might have worked for me in mass effect like i, I was a big mass effect fan and the, that is a, a world or a galaxy i could just spend forever in yeah i'm glad this game didn't make us do that agreed yeah, I, I absolutely love uh your your point about an attainable 100 percent. yeah uh, i don't think i've ever 100 percented any 
sort of video game, and uh, mainly that's just because sometimes I just suck at them. <laughs> but uh, no, it's a grind more. It's, than, it's a grind sometimes more so, and but then there's like there's always for me like that one test that I just can't get past. Yeah. Uh, or, or like one or two tests that I just like I can't get to it, and it's, uh, it's frustrating, frustrating. So I'm like whatever. Uh, but no, this is not necessarily a hundred percenter for the hardcore gamer. It's something that. You know, you could pick that thing up, and if you want to invest the time in it, and you want to try to collect everything, you can. And yeah. it's a, it's, it, it's something that you can get to. So that's what I like about it is that it, I, I've hundred percented Pagano, and I'm like, holy, sh- I, I, uh, I one hundred percented something. Look at me. Yeah, I, I feel amazing. proud. That's how I felt with uh, Spider-Man PS4. That game was just like, just play the game, and you're gonna do the hundred percent naturally. That was yep. so very similar to the to Fall in Order. I did 100% that. that I didn't I didn't get every trophy. Oh no. There's some trophies that uh like some of the what's it called? Like some of the time trial stuff. Oh. I didn't gold, but you could still 100% so, if you got bronze. Okay. So you don't need any of those specific this is <laughs> this is Spider-Man podcast now. You don't specific, specifically need like bronze, gold, silver. You just need enough coins. So you can just go back to some of those easier ones and get gold on them as opposed to getting bronze on a bunch or gotcha. like silver on a bunch, but regardless. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, in this game, I don't remember if I said this earlier. I'm 95% of the way. Okay. So I'm I'm getting close. I haven't played it in in probably like I said a month and a half, but uh, it'll be something I pick up shortly. Um. So some of the characters here we'll 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 talk through. Uh, we'll start right with Cal Kestis, Cameron Monaghan. Yeah. Uh, I was a big Cameron Monaghan fan from Gotham. I I loved his rendition of Jerome, aka the Joker. Uh, and he, he was just he's he's a good actor there brings a lot of passion and and he's good for a comic book role shifting gears he's actually been a star wars fan like his entire life like wanted to play dash rendar in a movie one day that's what he wanted to do growing up and i think this is incredible because he got to be in his own video game yeah he got, he got to be the, ne- the next dash rendar yeah, yeah he really did so when he was announced at uh star wars celebration or when the trailer showed him I'm like oh my gosh that's my boy that's my boy cameron i thought he nailed it i again we talked about it right unique protagonist yeah um so his relationship with, I always say it wrong, Seer? Seer. 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 All right. I thought- like You see her a steak. Seer <laughs> <Your> steak. <laughs> I thought uh, their dynamic was pretty good. Yeah. Because it didn't, again, fall into the old tried and true Star Wars Master Padawan relationship. Theirs was broken because they're broken people. Yeah. And they were telling their story through other failed relationships. You know, They, they were. They, they both had very similar relationships just on the you know adverse end of that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, BD-1, I want to bring up next, because I think he's one of my favorite Star Wars droids ever. Um, you hate K2, right? Is this? Yeah, I'm, I'm not, okay. I don't hate K2. Right. I'm just, I never remember quick, though, who before, I get into with that. Yeah. Real quick, though, uh, my, my take K2. on Cal, <laughs> my take on Cal, especially with the, the sequel trilogy that has now come and passed, yeah. uh, I think, and this is one of the reasons why everyone loves Empire, too, is there needs to be some sort of way to relate to the characters in a time of failure. And I think that's where Cal and that character really succeeds. Uh, for two movies in that sequel trilogy, we just saw Ray come in, be badass, leave. Yeah. And you never really saw her mess up until the final movie of that trilogy. Sure. And that's why I, th- I think there was a there's many terrible reasons why people don't like Ray. But one of the reasons that I didn't love Ray, I thought she was still a good character. But one of the reasons I didn't truly love her was because of the fact that. All she did was move in, be a badass, and leave. I can't relate to that. I'm bad at a lot of things. Josiah plays <laughs> hockey with me. He can see that I'm not the greatest on an ice rink. 
You, you are good. Just two hands, there. Two hands. <laughs> two hands. See, I have a fatal I flaw. Just, I don't know, man. The pros do it with one Kel, hand all the time. Kel is a guy that he's broken. You have yeah. to build him back up. He's not uh, an all-star killer. He's not even a Jedi. Jedi right? He's not a Jedi. He's not someone that you just mow down stormtroopers. Yeah, with, exactly. Right? I died yeah. by a stormtrooper. Yeah, I that died on that very first for me. Yeah, in a yeah. Star, yeah, Star in Wars. In a Star Wars universe. It is. And yeah, in, like especially with. The most recent lightsaber combat game being what? Uh, the Force Unleashed? Yeah. And you're just mowing down stormtroopers yeah, he's left great. and right. Yeah. You're not even necessarily Starkiller. You've got to deal with the hardships of what Cal is yeah. and uh, what For he's sure. had to deal with. So they did a great job with all sorts of that. And again, Cameron Monaghan, it makes sense that he's a huge Star Wars fan because he killed it. He was uh, he was very good with it. Yeah, he, you knew his heart was in that role. For uh, sure. it, was, it was clear. It was it was weird to see him play in a relatively docile role. Like he's not super all over the place, emotional in this, emotional to a different degree. He's very grounded. Yeah, he's, he's, he's on tone. Like he's one dimensional sounds like an insult. It's probably not the right phrase, but he's he's what just about even keel. Yeah, there it is. Right, grounded but that's is a good the word. Jedi way. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So and and even so, his relationship with his master, man, that Clone Wars or the. Um, Order sixty six mission is oh one of my favorites, and any I think Star it Wars was game. my favorite. Well, in this game at least, yeah, yeah, it's it's up there for me. Um, the emotion they captured it so well. Probably the build up, like you're going through this training like simulation, yeah. and you know what's about to happen. We all know what's about to happen, right? But knowing your character doesn't quite understand what's going on made yeah. it really, um, I as emotional if not more than. The you know when we see it in Revenge of the Sith when Order sixty six is happening because we've got a real connection to Kale Kestis whereas maybe we don't have a connection to some of those Jedi that are getting mowed down in in Episode three yeah but man did they nail the tone of that that whole mission that was just incredible kudos to to respawn on on making sure that that one was executed properly it, it reminded me of, uh, of Scarif from Rogue, Rogue One like we know this whole crew of people is about to die and they did the impossible they made us care about these characters but like we know they're not going to make it yeah it, it just you just knew you knew something the characters didn't know oh yeah for and sure it was just yeah very it intense makes it make, and it's funny because a lot of people think knowing the, the end result of, of an event or, or, or a story will maybe less than its impact and it can Does, it, it can but i think more often than not it, it's it's probably more 50 50 than you think i wouldn't say it's more often than not i say i say it stands out when they do it well so it stands out so well because the expectation is that i'm not going to care because i know what happens so it's so in rogue challenge to do it exactly well. it's so surprising and it hits so differently with this game because it's like i know what happens in star wars and i still care about these characters not to mention where you are in this story quite honestly i'm a little surprised somebody didn't die Sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I am too, for I, sure. But that last mission, when you're running, you're, that's intense. You're yeah. thinking, first off, you're thinking, okay, Sears dead. I, and I don't know if Cal's going to make it out of here. Yeah. Like, they could have ended this on an Empire style and, like, they, they, yeah, they could have had him going out for the holocron and, like, destroying and, like, it and, he destroys yeah. and sacrificing he himself. He doing so or something. I, like, I'm running and I'm thinking, am I going to make it? Is 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 Kale going I, to get out of this? Could they thing? have done that and continued the open world aesthetic, where you're exploring after? Of the course game. not. <laughs> well, they would have broken the. Yeah, they would they have, like, have done something. They would have given you a little splash screen, like you're well, back to the, the events they, before the final battle. Yeah, like that's what they did, though. Is they put you back to the events before that battle. Sure. You can't ever revisit that battle, yeah. uh, nor that planet. So I think they could have done that. Yeah, it would have been a little immersion breaking, but like, if for the sake of the story, if but it made was, the most sense, I they could have done it. Sincerely debating. Am I gonna be able? To, yeah. Is he is he so, gonna live through this? Let's talk about that one right now. <laughs> we'll skip ahead. No, we can't skip greasy money. 
Well, do you want you want to come back? All I want to say is I love. I think Grease is one of the best characters, like best side characters in anything Star Wars. Period. I love. Grease. I did not care for him at first. Oh my god! Yes, at I first, agree with that. always I was always Greasy Money. No, and I at first I was like, eh, he's a little too casual for me. But then as the story progressed, I was like, I like this guy a lot. He's so funny. He's like he's like the dad of the ship, right? He just wants to be he included in the dad of the ship. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's more so what it was. Like when you first meet BD One, I'm like, all right. This droid is lovable. Yeah. And then he's yelling at he's he's yelling at my droid. Because you are Kale. That is your droid. Sure. He is yelling at your droid because he's standing on those damn couches and it's like, don't yell at my droid. Get out of here with that. I, I, I took Grease aside. I'm like, that's that's a nice couch. Get off there, yeah, That's funny. This don't yell at my droid. I, this I, gentleman's letting into, us into his ship. I loved Yeah. So Grease ends up being, at least for me, a great character. Uh BD1 like I said, is really one of my favorite Star Wars droids ever. I love K2. I really like BB-8. I think they did a really nice job with BD-1. Unique droid, not one that we had seen that kind of style before, to my knowledge. No. Right? Reminds uh, me of like a ATST or something like that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> a mini. Yeah. Kind of a mini version of that. <laughs> That's what I thought of. Um, Adam Hur of the Geekiverse described him as a puppy. Yeah, I'm like very that, puppy like. That's, that's you know he's your he's your dog companion, right? He's 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 loving, he's whimsical, uh, he's he's kind of whatever you needed to be. And he sometimes gets into trouble. Yeah, he, he does. He absolutely does. I liked uh, when you needed him to unlock a crate, and he kind of did like that little spin move. Uh, I, <laughs> I thought that was charming. But yeah, BD One. Uh, so sound effects come from Ben Burt, who did all the sound effects for every Star Wars movie ever, which was kind of cool uh, to have such a you know a mastermind behind that. Uh, let's see. I think that was it for our good guys. I did want to mention. Um, I mean, Seer was another character that you know. Well, I, yeah, I, let's let's talk her because she's going to bridge to where I want to go. Seer is it, Seer's my my thoughts on Seer are as complex as the character becomes. Uh, at first, you're just trying to do something for her. As she knows that the Jedi, she knows who you are as a Jedi. She knows of this place, and she knows of the Jedi, and then you find out, okay, so she no longer practices in the Force. Okay, why? Yeah. Uh, yeah. This comes after a movie where we saw the badass, Luke Skywalker, disconnect himself from the Force. I did notice that parallel early, and I'm like, what are we doing here? What are we doing here? Exactly. So, but then, as you had said, they don't go into this usual mentor-Padawan relationship. It is a very back-and-forth thing, and... You see that she covers up what initially had happened, and with good reason. She doesn't want to touch that side of her past anymore. But then she just admits to everything after you're at your lowest point with Cal, after he busted his own lightsaber, and she says, all right, this is what really went down. Yeah. And that allows Cal to open up his trust to her fully. Next thing you know, the two of them storm in there, and I'm feeling bad when she gets flung like a little tater. Yeah. Yeah. She's like a ragdoll. <laughs> I'm like, oh, she's dead. There well, are some... was, I just started liking you, and you're dead. <laughs> I, I did not like how monotone and, and even keel she appeared to be throughout, as we're talking about praising uh, Cameron's character for being that. But with her in, sp- in particular, I felt like, as again, as time went on, okay, now we know why she's so she's kind of like she's grounded. She's trying to hold these emotions in and this power because she is really powerful, and it, it got away from her, um, and it led her down kind of a, a dark path. You know, the more we talk about it, it's the the more we see the parallels between, uh, I guess, Luke and uh, Ben Solo's relationship, right? Like the, he closes himself off from the Force. He he made a different kind of mistake, and that made Kylo Ren. Uh, this here with her relationship with her her former Padawan, 
I I really really enjoyed. Me too. I so the second sister, right? Trilla, yep. yeah. Not the ninth. Yeah. Second. Yeah. Uh, she might be my favorite character in the game. I really really liked her path because she felt more dark side than a lot of uh, antagonists we've had on the big screen. Where it was like it was a place of raw emotion. Like she got screwed over big time, and that was in, intense because of the way it happened. Like she was tortured, right? Like she was by essentially by by vader's and inquisitors and she becomes an inquisitor and in the the whole arc that goes there gives such deep meaning to me and like she's she's easily one of my favorite star wars video game characters ever honestly i felt like she was not as angry as she could have been like she could have shown a little more of the rage and the raw emotion from what happens to her instead i kind of saw an overly cocky i want to kick your ass she was cocky for sure yeah like uh, almost too cocky was like almost off-putting for me Hmm. like i didn't i didn't hate her as a video game character but i just i was like you know you seem kind of you're a bond villain with your cockiness (laughs) i'm going to beat you at some point and you're going to look really stupid. <laughs> My turning so, point for her was when <laughs> we find out the first time that she tips her hand what happened. Yes. Whether you believe it or not right away. Yeah. You know, and need the validation. It was the first time you, yeah, you get the reveal of her face and they're, yeah. they're separated by that little wall. Yeah. I think I'm, I think I'm closer to your side. I really like Trilla. I think she's, yeah. I, I feel like she could have been better. I just, uh, like I said, I could have seen a little bit more emotion from her to like really get some of the, the hatred. And gotcha. I, I, I got more of a smug villain out of that. I mean, she's definitely arrogant, and I feel like that comes from a place of insecurity, which is, I think, why that was portrayed well. But listen, listen to this guy. He thought she could be better. Coming from Mr. 8 Stimpak. <laughs> we had three. Yeah. She was really hard to beat. I'm just kidding. Well, it, she wasn't easy to beat, but <laughs> I, I thought, I thought Malakos was a lot harder, and I feel like that could have been a character that you could, you could have... Uh, I wonder how many explored a little bit more. How many syntaxes you would have had for Malakos? I ended, I had six at the time. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I don't even. I would have had three probably, right? Maybe I, two. I, three. I think three standard, right? I don't know. I think you ha- no. Start, you don't. You get you start there. With, I think you yeah. start with just. To, I, I thought you started with two. Maybe. Maybe I got one, but I, I definitely only had three at the end. <laughs> yeah. Same. Oh my <laughs> gosh! What a game changer it would have been. Yeah. A little less frustration and a few less hours shaved off. <laughs> uh, or a few more hours shaved off. So well, those hours were put in finding those. It's, to be fair, it's very true. <laughs> I, the best part about it is that sometimes I just stumbled ass backwards into them. Like, oh hey, that's a snip. <laughs> Here you go, buddy. Yep. <laughs> Damn you! <laughs> I looked. No, I didn't really look. Yeah, I either. just I, I yeah. I stu- like half of the time I stumbled ass backwards into those things. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> neat. That's a yellow container. <laughs> That'll help. And every that's time, garbage. I'm at, telling you right at, now. At the point I hit five, I was like. Is he allowed to keep getting more? <laughs> and he it keeps getting at it. I'm like, okay, okay. What a problem to have. All right, yeah, it was, it was a great problem to have. You, you could just use those things uh, <laughs> very freely without it's, it's consequence not even fair. at that point. Oh my gosh, that's hysterical. <laughs> I want to talk to more people who finished the game. Let us know if you're listening or watching how many stim packs you had at various points. You know what? Cut that from the. I don't want to know. No, I want to know. I don't want to know how it. Just don't look John at the comments. Not, <laughs> just don't look. That, that part's not going live. I'm going to cut that. <laughs> Were you more Derek or more John and Josiah? We want to know. <laughs> so um, we also saw Saw Gerrera. Uh, I thought that was a nice tie-in That's to cool. not just Rogue One, but more so his Clone Wars and Rebels version. Um, and the voice actor was pretty spot on. I gotta say they they did. I don't know the name of the gentleman, but they did a nice job with it. Are you sure it wasn't Forrest Whitaker? I'm pretty sure. Well, I I don't know. Now that you question, 
I'm not sure either. I'm just I mean, they got, they got him to look exactly like him. <laughs> Maybe that's a testament to how good this, this individual was, if it was not. Yeah. Uh, the clone troopers, so any clone trooper you see in the, the game uh, that is in a flashback is voiced by D. Bradley Baker, who voices them in the Clone Wars animated series and nice. Rebels. Forrest Whitaker did voice Saw Gerrera in this he game. did? Yeah. And that makes sense then. Yeah. They got him. That's cool. Where the heck wouldn't I have known that? I don't know. I just assumed it was a... A voice actor like a you know that wasn't Forrest Whitaker because it's Forrest Whitaker yeah <laughs> that makes it so much cooler holy yeah. crap think about that everybody you know Forrest Whitaker voiced a Star Wars game not just appeared in a movie that's freaking awesome you know he did meant he did do the voiceover for his appearance in Rebels so say so he, he's just investing in the character there then that is awesome or that's the, or the my Disney discovery of the episode <laughs> or, yes. or, or the Disney money helped yes <laughs> <laughs> maybe both well benefit of the doubt. <laughs> save the dream save my paycheck <laughs> um so let's let's talk about it i can't wait any longer the scene the, the, the moment reveal because i'll uh, tell you can i slam one character in particular yeah. one one more the ninth sister was garbage yeah why oh, was terrible you had terrible to have another villain. boss but there was really no terrible nothing villain. There. unfounded in anything i'm glad that you just wave goodbye yeah. force style to that character it's yeah. just like you're you're a very hollow character. Yeah, you had to teach him how to fight. I get it, but yeah, kind of blah. Yeah. They had to have someone in the yeah, I mean, in the the trailers. That, garbage but, character that uh, yeah. it's just like throw away. Literally, it was a throwaway. <laughs> and you you literally, literally throw, throw her away, away. and uh, <laughs> it, it was an appropriate send off. I think for a bad character, you see that fighter once, you deal with her, and then you send her off the uh, origin tree. Yeah, it's just that's a big tree. <laughs> not uh, not not great, but served her purpose i guess but uh so the the big reveal yeah, is, is obviously there there's symmetry here with with rogue one that vader moment in rogue one uh at the end of the movie is one of my top probably three favorite star wars scenes ever if not definitely top five uh it's just it's so well executed and we get what i thought was an incredible reveal here so this, by the way, is what was spoiled for me. And me. Ah, yes. Uh, so this was spoiled for me during the final boss battle against Trilla. So what I did was oh, I was no. I was done with the game almost. Oh. I, I went on YouTube oh. for some. Than mine. So I want I was just trying to get some help to beat Trilla. <laughs> the get more stim packs. In the thumbnail, the <laughs> thumbnail of the video on how to beat Trilla was the screenshot of Vader standing right behind her. So it, oh. I'm like, what do you? Why? Why? <laughs> We're going to make the thumbnail for this Darth Vader to get people back. No, yeah. I'm just kidding. We're not going to do that. It's well, a it's spoiler, spoiler cast. Right. But what if someone nice. hasn't finished the game just like John They're and goes to search through. for it? Yeah. So <sighs> why, why are you watching at that point? Not, that's your fault then. No, no, no. We, it, it, was the, <laughs> it was the thumbnail. Yeah. So it's... Uh, it was, was an edited stupid. thumbnail. It this, was not an auto-generated thumbnail. Like That was edited. 100% yeah. because I, I probably that saw sucks. the same one. Yeah. Yeah. So mine was much earlier in the game. I actually wasn't even looking... For, for Star Wars, or Star Wars help in this case, I was uploading a video for the Geekiverse. And in the feed, of course, is Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. And it's about Easter eggs, and Darth Vader oh. is right there. And I was, yeah, I, I kind of mentioned to John, I said that, you know, the ending was kind of spoiled for me to a degree. And he said, don't let it bother you. And I didn't. And I, it made it no less awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It really didn't because, again, knew it was coming and it was still epic. I, I've always been of the like that if something gets spoiled for me, I still need to see it and experience it for my own. I got got, uh, thanks to LaShawn McCoy, about Endgame. 
Oh um, no! As, uh, as someone that works in sports, I you know like yeah, it happened. It didn't help that you <laughs> misspelling names on me. But uh, yeah. Tony with an E Y. Yeah, you got it on everybody's like, filters. And I'm just like, I'm like, <laughs> dude, oh, dang it, McCoy, why'd you gotta do That's that? Such garbage. And, yeah, uh, I, I mean, what a jerk. I, I don't. He, he obviously didn't mean to misspell it. I don't think it just like he just ended up doing that. Yeah, that would have been because otherwise stuff. people that muted it. Yeah, got her on the filter. Would have very successfully been able to just been filtered. Yeah, but because he accidentally misspells Tony Stark's name, everyone gets got. Yeah, and every every Bills fan, I people were mad for a moment. People were mad, and uh, that's why he was cut. R.I.P. My dog Tony Stark. Brandon the minute, was like, enough. The minute, the minute that happened, just, yeah, you're gone, gone buddy. Uh, There's so, no easy way to say this. I haven't seen any game yet. You got to go. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I've always been of the like that if something ever gets spoiled for me, I still have to see it for my own taste. Yeah. I would never and give up on something because of a spoiler. Never give up on something because of it. No. That said, I never got spoiled throughout this game. Cool. And uh, I got to experience all of it through, uh, through everything. And now just one of the funniest things that you can go and see on YouTube is... Uh, you know the people that decide I'm going to try to attack Vader, even though it's an insta kill. If yeah. he's near within like a three foot radius of me. I'm uh, so <laughs> glad we didn't have to fight him because I, I was so exhausted from that final fight with Trilla, and I'm like, I finally did it, and then he shows up. I'm like, no. That was the moment. <laughs> no. Where I was like, okay, Cal might die because again, Seer just yeah. flicked away. Yeah. And it's like, dude. So how incredible was that? Like you go through <laughs> hell. Like, you, you know, if you're John and I, and you only got three stim packs. You, know, you go through a, a few hours of. Oh, I got half my load. Let's go, Vader. Bring it. <laughs> I got another five left over. Yeah. So, I hate it. Privilege. So, so privilege. Come on, baby. Let's go, son. <laughs> how many stim packs you got? <laughs> got anything for that asthma, idiot? <laughs> so he, the reveal was just. It was. As epic to me as Rogue One, but in a different way. Yeah. So in Rogue One, it's the lightsaber. You hear the breathing, and then you, s- the room is lit up by the lightsaber. In this, uh, the second sister stops moving, and the panic on her face, whoo, you know what's happening. And then you hear you hear the breathing, and through the, the fog comes Vader, and oh, man, just I can't believe... That they made it that epic. Yeah. I can't. They did it again. They did it again. The same character. And they got me again. I'll be sitting here in a few years, hopefully, with another show or or movie or video game and say, I can't believe Vader appeared like that again. Yeah. It it just, I I cannot applaud Respawn enough for how they did it. And, again, for not resting on such a prominent character like Vader. And we talked about it a little bit. Like, there was no shoehorned Luke. And that would have been shoehorned, but... Vader makes so much sense. He he he's hunting Jedi, right? Exactly. He he yeah. he was menacing the galaxy for years and years. His story didn't end between three and four. Mm-hmm. His story was very, you know he's just getting started. Really. Oh, that was yep. yeah. He was in prime prime Vader mode. Yep. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm all about it. And it's it just like your reaction when you're playing it is probably the same as Cal's. Like probably the most relatable thing. That's probably not good. Yeah, it's not. It's him. Yeah, and <laughs> just like to say, you say that she goes like it's him or something like yeah, that. Yeah, because yeah. okay. Cal goes, that's probably not good. It's him. Yeah, yeah. the guy I was telling you about <laughs> is right there. Yeah, it, just, it was just I. I'll say it over and over again, like broken record. It was so good. It was so well done. The next best part of that whole sequence to me. So you you're thinking you're gonna get mowed down, right? Running away. When I think you're getting to an elevator and you've yep. you're far enough oh, away yeah. where you think you're good, but the camera pans and it's almost like Vader just notices you there. Ooh, mama, my heart stopped. It's almost like he just learned how to teleport because you knew he wasn't chasing you when you're running, and then the next thing you know, 
He's there. He was just there, just like out of focus <laughs> on the camera. And then you close the door in time, and it still made me jump when his lightsaber started coming through. Just another yeah. step. For, so, for me, it was like you're you're running down that hallway, and you're like, "Am I gonna make it? Am I gonna make it?" Door opens. Nope, he's dead. <laughs> <laughs> it was one of the more like most most menacing Vader scenes aren't drawn out like that. Like, there's not much where Vader's hunting somebody down. Like, that's one of the first times we've seen like a drawn out 15 minute you know experience of being hunted by Darth Vader. Like, it's intense you, as all hell. You think of that Rogue One, and that was just like a. You know, that I was a, like the a couple of swipes. You get is Clone Wars with Ahsoka battling Vader. Agreed, and that would be another favorite vo- Vader moment of mine. But again, she felt, you know, how it's kind of going to end, but like Ahsoka is very capable. Yes. Whereas Kale is capable, but unfinished. Like Ahsoka is pretty much a Jedi at this point, even though she's a Padawan. And then in Rogue One, like these guys are dead. <laughs> these guys are. <laughs> these guys are screwed. Yeah. He is going to just make a mockery of them. <laughs> um, yeah, so I just yeah. Even though I saw that thumbnail, I I can't like it's a scene I watch over and over again. Yeah, it I get was, excited talking about it. It was a it was a great way to end the game to make it that one last panicked rush out of there, like get out because very he's fulfilling. To, yeah, yeah. it's very fulfilling ending. And I was worried right at the end when he busts the glass open. I'm like, oh come on, don't drown now, buddy. Yeah, that, you, yeah. you just escaped Vader. You're I, going to be fine. I knew he was out of the woods. <laughs> I will say, I wish they would have killed Seer though. I, I feel like her her sacrifice was kind of lost when when she was the one I who pulled like him out. It wasn't uh, like the first time when you thought she's dead. The way he just flicks her away. It's yeah. Like, yeah, it shows how powerful Vader is, but like all that character development for Seer, sure. and then she's literally just going to be flicked away like now, that. Now I knew then she wasn't dead. I'm like, okay, I she. You're talking was. about after. I'm talking about. Yeah. I think she should have died like when she showed up again. Exactly. Yes. I, I agree. I think that would have been possibly like Cal, get out of here. I've got this. Yeah, yeah and that's what she did. Like she's over. Like, she's taking over Vader. And, like I think that's when she should have died. And that redemption. Exactly, because you know they use the same trick twice. Like oh, she's dead. Oh, she's not. You know, right? I I think that would have been. I was ultimately happy with the way the game ended, but I I would have liked that too because I think it would have added a little more impact, a little more weight to the situation. Not that it needed any more intensity. Yeah, yeah. Because, whew. but at the same time, to have her be able to see the ending of this mission too was yeah, cool. uh, was also still fulfilling in its own right. Um, but again, yeah. for for the setting of when this Star Wars game takes place, I'm just a little shocked that a major character of the group does not end up getting taken out. Yeah, nobody got got. Nobody got got. Yeah, that is kind of... They all got more than they got got, though. So Marshawn Lynch <laughs> approves of Jedi Fallen Order's story. I'm going to get mine more times than I got got, though. Great call, back. I'm going to let you just keep going. <laughs> it was a great call. Oh, there's going to be so many good uh, sound clips and, and honestly, <laughs> gifts as well from, from this episode. I'm really excited about editing. Um, so with the story ending how it did... It's fine if we never get anything else Jedi Fallen Order again. Like, I like that it's self-contained. So, I agree and disagree. I don't want to see more of... Uh, I keep want to say Cam's story. I don't want to see more of uh, Cal's story. But I, I do want to see another game, like, in this engine. Another Star Wars Jedi colon something. Do you want to see a sequel of sorts? Or do you want to see a game like I'll, it? Game like it. I, I want to see this game again. But another another Jedi. Like I, I want them to keep a this for exactly probably the same time period. Like I think that makes a lot of sense for when the Jedi are on the run. Maybe but. even a different time period here, possibly between six and seven. Sure. Yeah. Where oh yeah, you have an entire new Jedi Order coming along, and then it's destroyed. 
Maybe you get that kid on the run. Oh, and that'd, be, that'd be a fun. Knights of Ren. Dude. That'd be a fun bridge. They'd be dealing with the Knights of Ren. A said. redeemed Knights of Ren? <laughs> yes. Not a disappointing Rise of and Skywalker? So, yeah. so then they become your new baddies that you got to deal with on a constant basis. Actually, There's a very similar formula you can use for this now. Yeah. That's a really good idea. So that should be like Jedi Fallen Order 2. Yeah. Because video game companies like to name things with a, a number because why not? But because I th- of sales. I think the title was strategic. I think the, the where that colon is is strategic. I think the next game will be Star Wars Jedi colon something else. Gotcha. Another subtitle. It's funny because I complained about it in our lead up to 2019's most anticipated games. Yeah. I was like, why is the colon why there? Is the colon there? It doesn't I, make any I sense. I think it's for the subtitle. I think it makes I a lot of sense. I hope it was well thought out. Yeah. Yeah. I hope it's not well, just a stupid mistake. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, in most most things with Star Wars are planned out. Some yeah. things. No, this we'll, was uh, we'll say. it was very well executed with what they did with it, and uh, and you can very well see another game like this yes. in in one of the newer storylines because of the fact that these movies are all out now and the newest trilogy is done. Yeah. So if they want to try to keep going in another direction with this, well, guess what? You can give a call back to this most recent trilogy and there's a timeline where you could plug this in. Now that 7, 8, and 9 are done, you can start filling in a little bit more between 6 and 7 Yeah, you don't, you don't have to worry about any unanswered questions. Yeah. Everything Because yeah. there's a lot of you questions between end, 6 and 7. Results. Yeah, there absolutely. Are. Still, yeah. Yeah. I, JJ I, tried, but there's still a lot yeah, of questions. <laughs> I can't wait to to dive into that period because that's, that's 30 yeah. years, right, between 6 and 7. Um, I mean, if you told me tomorrow there's going to be Jedi Fallen Order 2 and it's going to take place right after that fall and maybe you're one of like luke's former students or something on the run yep. yeah like hell yeah sign me up for, for that sure. or in your case you're saying it's jedi something else also also good so i think they've built a really nice foundation respawn i would love a titanfall 3 but same but what i wouldn't want is a, a continuation of this exact story i don't want right. them you want this done yeah right? I, I, yeah exactly destroying the MacGuffin is the ending of cal's story they now just live their lives Dealing with it, taking out some Empire schmucks along the way before yep. <laughs> eventually just passing away peacefully and not getting got because they they did what Marshawn asked of them. <laughs> they did. <laughs> they really, really, you know, they wanted to know Marshawn's input on this. Uh, what about, is there any uh, possible DLC that would make sense for this? Uh, I don't know that there is. I don't think so. Because I feel like it's it's so contained in this universe and these uh, four or five planets that we have. And I don't know what makes sense after that story that we had. I feel like possibly an addition to it, like, you know, just still being on the run and having to take down one more baddie sure. along the way would be the most sensical you can do with any sort of storyline DLC. Uh, otherwise... Yeah, I think no, I, I, like you said, it's very self-contained, yeah. and I think that's what I like about it is the fact that you don't have to bog it down with any DLC. I think so, too. I feel like if they did DLC, it would be probably free because of what EA did with Battlefront 2 and how much free content they've been pumping out with that, which has really made Battlefront 2 quite a good game. That's what uh, I hear. Now that it's kind of fleshed out a little bit more. Um, and I, I liked it from day one, but it, from... From where they are now, oh my gosh, it's kind of night and day. With you know, you've got your Clone Wars DLC and, and the sequel trilogy DLC. It's it's quite impressive. So uh, that remains to be seen. I don't feel like there's going to be any plans for it. But yeah, I don't uh, think so. I think I think if there's going to be anything else, it's just get on board with that next game. I'm totally fine with it. You know, being where it's at and then moving on to another Star Wars game. Because man, what EA took over in 2013, I think. Uh, that Disney. contract? Yeah, I don't I know. I believe it was 2013 because Disney Sounds took right. over in 2012. Okay. And here we are. We've only got Battlefront 1, which was very, very much a shell. We got Battlefront 2, which I enjoyed quite a bit. Uh, 
we had our, our whole controversy around the launch of that game. And then we have this. It, but, well, don't forget a bunch of canceled projects. A bunch yes. of high-profile canceled projects. Yes, I mean Amy Hedig's the visceral. Not the Amy Hedig's game was not visceral. Those were two different games, right? Where um, was she at visceral? I don't. I think she might she, have been. She working was with. She was at visceral. That was her, that was her game. Amy Hedig's game was the visceral studios game. We saw some like we saw more of that than we did Jedi Fallen Order back in the day. Like we knew way more about that game. Um, we saw like a whole little. Like in-depth studio tour, we saw models, mock-ups. We didn't know names or anything like that, but we knew it was supposed to be like an Uncharted style. I can't believe that's not happening. And it didn't happen. And there was oh. another unannounced game that was canceled too. So there was, and also and we're going way back now. But when EA took over the the license, they canceled Thirteen Thirteen, which you know Sad. another kind of bounty hunter game. And then they canceled um, a game where Darth Maul was going to be the protagonist. Oh, I don't know about that one. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so it would have been an action game and you would have played it as Darth Maul. Interesting. Uh, I, feel like, I feel like we kind of got that. We got our double-bladed sa- double yeah. uh, saber. Yeah. Force user. We went to yeah. Dothamir. We're good. I feel like 1313 is a project that And we didn't get chopped in half. We're good here. <laughs> we made it out. <laughs> so did Darth Maul. He lived for many, many years after that. <laughs> so, oh, he still got chopped in half, though. He, he still did. got got. Yeah. He the, got got. <laughs> <laughs> Enough Game of Thrones talk here. Um, <laughs> I feel like... Uh, That's a bad pun. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, John. Uh, Turn John's right. mic off, everybody. <laughs> uh, where does this rank for you guys in terms of uh, Star Wars games you've played over the years? I, I think for me, it's is Ooh. it's up there. I, I really enjoyed First Force Elite Unleashed. Mm-hmm. Thought that you know that was a good game. No, that was a good game. I enjoyed the Lego Star Wars games over oh, the years. Yes, those, those are always are, a blast, and we're getting another one of those very soon. Hopefully this year. It's supposed to be this year. So for me, this is this is high up there. This is one of two for me. <laughs> Yes. Oh no! I've only played this game and then the original Battlefront two for the original Xbox. And that, <laughs> as a matter of fact, that's where uh, that's where it is for me. I I have it as my second favorite Star Wars game behind. Battlefront oh no! This 2. is this is my number no, one of only two games yeah, that I've played. played. Oh, I know. It's like you've only played two. <laughs> yeah. This is my second favorite to that game. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I understand what you're saying. Battlefront just 2. because just because Battlefront 2 for the PS2 and the original Xbox yeah. was so far ahead of its time. It was time. so much yeah. fun. That it game was, was so awesome. groundbreaking. That story was great. It was great. a packing game was, for my Xbox. The story was great. The multiplayer, you could just go around and just mess around with that. And vehicle combat of, was awesome. It like, was ahead of its time in that. You, couch play. You could have on the couch multiplayer with that and just do whatever you wanted to do. Yeah. Uh, the Conquest, the Planet Conquest mm-hmm. mode. Uh, that was a different take on the gameplay of its structure. This game was just as good and entertaining for you to sit through and like I said the replayability is probably the most important part of this yeah. for me and I think that's what it is is that I can go back and play this game I can start all over with it and uh, try to recollect things and do it differently uh, I'm, I decided to start over and then just do a run where I had the single bladed saber through most of it so that I wouldn't have the same experience that I did with the first time that I accidentally went through Awesome and uh that's where the replayability is an important factor for me, and that's what makes it special. Because like we were already talking about like how accidentally there's different ways to play this game. Yeah, you wanted to drive through the story. I wanted to go back and see if I can get more lightsaber parts, and then the next thing you know, I'm stumbling onto stim cases. Because I was going to say because you couldn't <laughs> find any more stim packs. Is that why? Yeah. So, but like in that adventuring, I found more things. Yeah, and there was a different way to play, and it was an accidental way to do that. And you find different ways to play this game. The replayability factor—that's what helps make this even better for me—is that you can play it back in a different way. That's what makes a video game go from really good to one of the elite. I think I would feel the same way about Force Unleashed if it had... 
because Force Unleashed story was very good, the combat was very good, Force powers, but it did not have uh, the planet hopping or the travel it didn't have or a different way to play. Yeah, uh, your ability to even to a small degree chat with players, almost almost like a role playing game. Uh, there's there's all of that that adds up to it being a really cohesive game. Uh, so I agree with you there. I, I would say this is right at the the top of my list. I, I feel like it's a better game than Force Unleashed. Yep. Really love the original uh, Battlefront 2. Did you play KOTOR? Yes. Um, you know what? I I played a little of it. I own it. I didn't get very far, though. And I even I bought it on um, uh, my iPad when it came out in like 20... And I, it's a good port from what I hear. The iOS version is actually not, not that yeah, bad. It's... I had issues with it, but I played it early on, and it was and buggy at the time. Well, now there's controller support in iOS 13, too. So, Well, that changes everything. It changes the game. Um, that's a game I've always wanted to get back to, and I've secretly kind of hoped that they would do uh, like, kind of a remaster of yeah, it. Yeah, they didn't remaster but it is backwards compatible with the Xbox One, though. Yes. Yeah. yeah that's pretty you cool. Can on, yeah, you can get it in the store, yeah. That's um, Our friend Sean on our hockey team was, was playing through it recently. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's one I want to get to. I hear, I hear great things about it, and I've, yeah. I've never touched I that. I feel like I missed the boat on it time-wise, because I, I was playing through like um, Jedi Outcast last year yeah. on Xbox One, and it was fun, but like there's there's kind of a shelf life for me with, I with feel games. Like also, another thing about this, lightsaber combat in itself. Uh, Force Unleashed was a game like that, but it didn't have necessarily a solid lightsaber combat. It was aspect. very hack and slash, right? Very, very hack and slash. But don't get me wrong, I like those kinds of games, because I'm just a D-Gen, but... <laughs> I think, though, that when it comes to Star Wars games, it has to go hands down as the best lightsaber combat that there's ever been. Agreed. Um, it's it's were, the most tactical. It was the most tactical. I mean, there were other launches from other games, and I would say the next best lightsaber combat was Jedi Outcast because you'd brought it up. Uh, but that yeah. was it for me. Like, It's a very limited list on how good those fights are. Now you get yourself one that just it's just head and shoulders above the rest, and that's what really is one of the greatest things about this game. We hadn't gotten ourselves a great Jedi experience for a while. Or Star Wars experience, really, when it came to gaming. It's, it's been a long time. Uh, so hopefully EA kicks into gear some of these, uh, these Star Wars games or lets the contract expire because, let's face it, we've only got a few years left. Uh, so uh, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order actually won uh, Geekiverse's Game of the Year 2019. Well-deserved. Um, in a year that it had uh, you know, a lot of good entries for game of the year jedi fallen order was the one that that stood above the rest so we're we're happy to was it my game of the year uh, i don't recall now i don't remember but it, everyone had it in their top two i believe it became, I, I, I'm it sure became it my game of the year when i stumbled ass backwards into the double, <laughs> the double lightsaber <laughs> 10 out of 10 10 out of 10 game of the year that was it i think it was mine uh battlefront 2 the the original by the way um is free with games with gold this month oh, on nice. xbox live oh. so it is backwards compatible on your xbox one if you want to revisit that and i i may i love that story telling the point of view from the clone yeah uh or the clones i should say any final thoughts here any um any other moments that we want to discuss before we wrap up uh, this episode of spoiler cast i think we did well i think so that oh. was it was a good flow yeah you no know? It was it's a lot good. of ground to cover. It was. Much like the planets that you have to bounce Yeah, <laughs> We didn't talk about Ilm very much. That was a really cool oh, scene. Thank I you, wish, thank you, thank you. I wish yes. there was more to do, do with that one. Be- because, yeah. But uh, first off, Zepho is so huge in itself that I feel like it kind of makes up for that. Sure. Kashyyyk's the last planet I have to like 100%. I always forget about Kashyyyk. Yeah. I didn't really like Kashyyyk that much. No, but that's too a, much yeah, I, I, I didn't like Kashyyyk as much. But, but um, I, I feel like, though, with Zepho, you, 
you end up in where the Empire's mining, and then there's two different tombs you got to go through. And then I just because, again, I'm just exploring things wherever I wanted to go. You uh, get to the Venator sh- uh, shipwreck. Oh, yeah. And uh, that one, I was just like, dang, where do I... Am I lo- can I get out of here? So you went off the beaten path with this, because that's yes. what I did post-game. Yeah. Like, that is like almost a little bit like Ray scavenging that, it. I was chasing that stupid little floating droid, and I'm like, <laughs> get over here. Oh, this is a whole new shipwreck. I'm going to go in here. Get over... What is that? <laughs> Ooh, shiny. That's yeah, exactly what happened. That's how you end up with so many stim packs. Oh, chasing squirrels. This guy. <laughs> Go chase but a damn squirrel. This guy's chasing butterflies, and he, he finds all the stim packs. Oh, my gosh. That's hysterical. That is my favorite post-game, uh, post-end of the story uh, that I've, I've kind of followed through. Uh, going through the Venator and just, oh, my gosh, there's so much to get in there from collectibles and... Uh, like there's a ton of enemies in there too, yeah. which I, I died quite a few times. Uh, no. That was a good scene or sequence, I should say. So I'll, back to Ilum, that was like one of the things that I was most excited to ask you about after <sighs> the game. Yeah, we, we got a very cool reveal that Ilum is Starkiller Base. Like we 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 see them Dude. digging out the trench for Starkiller Base. Um, not to mention that the the if I had just watched that episode of the Clone Wars where Yoda has all the Padawans on Ilum like mining for the Kyber crystals. So that that was very cool to like, go back to that planet. See yeah. that, and then now we know that the Empire was building Star Starkiller Base before oh the uh, First Order. Like, there's a lot of cool stuff there. What a reveal that was! So you definitely were waiting because as soon as I finished the game, you texted me that picture. Yeah, and you're like, <laughs> so "What? I lost it." You missed, cu- you missed it in the cutscene, right? Well, do you see it during the yeah, story? You do, yeah. When you're traveling to it, I thought only on the second visit. I could be wrong. Uh, I saw it in the story, so I must have had visited twice then. I, I could be wrong. I thought you only saw it for some reason on the second visit. It's very possible, though. Yeah, I mean, I'm wrong. And I could be as well. I was doing this, you know, yeah, in between sure. my travels. So if you don't know, uh, when you are traveling to Ilum, you see the outline, essentially, of what becomes Starkiller Base, which is so cool. So this I is, didn't even pick up on that. Yeah. This has been a theory for, for years. This that is the, the shot. Yeah, no, that's uh, that's it's pretty awesome. That's definitely it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) So this has been like a Star Wars fan theory for years because, yeah, you know, there's visual dictionaries. There's so much Star Wars lore outside of the novels and movies that uh, Ilum was like calculated at the same like distance in space or position in space that. Starkiller base was. And so, it made sense because it was run on Kyber crystals too. Of course. Yeah. So there, there's that too. But Lucasfilm never outright said it and confirmed it, which they do for a lot of things. However, there we go. There's our confirmation and that's when Lucasfilm finally said, yep, yep, that's, it's in the game now. That's, that's canon. That's pretty freaking cool. To get that in the game is awesome. Yes. So yeah. going back to it after I've beaten the game was all the more exciting. Like as soon as you texted me that picture, like I was like, skip the credits, skip the credits. I got to get back. <laughs> gotta go back go. Now. <laughs> I got to go back to Ilum right now. Yeah. And I did. And oh man, it was cool. Uh, speaking of which, when the, your ship comes out of hyperspace and you see the planet in view, every time you travel to a planet, I was really a fan of that because they use the same aesthetic that they use in rogue one. When you show up to Scarif, so you're going through hyperspace, you kind of like slow down, and then the text appears on screen. Oh, okay. That, it's the same style. That's I very appreciate cool. that attention yeah. to detail. I like that a lot. Yeah. I, I think even just the hyperspace in general was so cool. Just to be on the ship and all of a sudden go into hyperspace, I'm yeah. like, 
this is to this be is, able to walk around and, and, and just see it happen out the windows. Like that was that was awesome. Yeah. That was very Mass Effect to I, me. Every every time you'd go travel into a planet, I'm like, all right, I'm changing my lightsaber. I'll be right back. Yeah. So you go all, walk all the way to the back, and then you walk back, and you see it in the windows. Like, hey, sit down, space. kid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sit down, kid. Not now. I'm tinkering my Got saber. things to do. I'm, I'm, I'm changing my lightsaber for green to purple. I'm changing the sleeve. Give me a second. <laughs> Shut up, Grease. Oh, man. Don't you dare disrespect Greasy a- money. <laughs> I'm getting a, a great end to the saber, okay? That was the name of a mission, right? What is it? Was it? I don't know. <laughs> Crazy I'm money? I'm pretty confident it was. I thought that came out of Twitter. I don't Pro- know. Probably to get yourself out of the uh, out of the Haxian brood. Oh, yeah. That yeah, was, yeah. That no, was I'm cool pretty scene. sure that was a thing. I'll have to, to look it up now. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I'm so happy that we brought that up because usually it's like, all right, we've crossed over every bridge, but I wanted to mention Ill and I didn't have it on the, the notes here. That is really cool. If you if you haven't traveled back, travel back. It's it's worth the the ten seconds to look I, at. I would say favorite favorite planet to deal with though was Zepho, uh, based on just how many different elements. And then you end up like I sometimes just got myself lost and I couldn't find my way back. Sure. And it's like damn it. But <laughs> so yeah. sometimes like my gameplay was just that. But then next thing you know, uh, it's totally made up for when I stumble ass backwards onto another. <laughs> stim. I don't want to hear about the stims anymore. <laughs> I hate this. Ooh, is that a seventh stim pack? Oh, shiny. <laughs> Seventh. Come on, Ooh, I'm done. Yellow crate. <laughs> <laughs> I um. So I like the simplicity of Bogato because yes. you can kind of get through it pretty quickly. Yeah. Zepho is probably my favorite planet. Otherwise, Kashyyyk I was not terribly fond of, even though it was cool to go visit the the Wookiees, Wookie. which didn't again look great. They looked bad. They didn't look. They didn't look. Yeah, not great. Nice. They looked bad. So when we <laughs> they looked like they were imprisoned, though. That, I think that's part of it. Is that they're? I don't know. I, I just thought like texture wise, fidelity yeah, wise, it didn't it look very good bad, to me. But at the same time, I, I feel like they were also meant to look a little more scraggly because sure. of the fact that they were imprisoned. Maybe, Maybe that's just where they got to um, asset wise. But like yeah. I, when we covered E three last year, like we brought that up in the conference, post conference, right? Yeah. Like that. Oh, that's not a finished product. They'll they'll revamp that. They, they didn't. didn't. <laughs> they didn't polish it up they didn't have time for the wookies i mean it is what it is because the rest of the game was just great but um let's see so oh dathomir um Mm. the planet itself is kind of cool to explore because it's this dark spiritual it was pretty creepy i felt like yeah i was dark right like it it kind of felt like horror-ish to me and what is the name of the colleague we pick up there um man Marin, yeah, yes, Marin. So good with this. I was yeah, top of your head. It. My gosh, your name guy, uh, Marin. I actually really liked her character. Me and too. Not to harp back to Mass Effect, but she felt like like someone you would add to your crew because you literally did. But the way that she doesn't understand some of the like societal norms, yeah, and that's she's cool. a little bit awkward she's because she's this fierce, awful like witch. She completed the trifecta for me. It was Cal, it was Mirren, and it was Trilla. It was three different outcomes of this, of Order 66, of, of the oh, Empire. I mean, yeah. it was it was somebody who was a Jedi, who was forced into hiding. It was somebody who was turned because their master turned on them, and they had no other choice, and they were tortured. And then it was someone whose home planet was disrupted, and they were all kids when it happened. Yeah. So to kind of see all three of them was like, that was that was really cool for me. That's I, a good I, feel like you, I feel like you could have also gotten a little more out of her within the group in the story. Yeah. Because she does come in late. It's a little shallow you. at the end. I would have liked to spend more end. time with her. Yeah, and I thought she was going to travel with exactly. us in the last mission, yeah. Yeah, and yeah. It really what part of this is also is... um. My experience with Marin ends up getting spaced out because I went back there when I would get a new ability. <clears throat> so, like when I first go to Dathomir, I experience seeing her for the first time, and then I go and I accidentally get myself a double-bladed lightsaber, <laughs> and then I leave. 
because there's no more I could do at that point. Yeah. And then when you're finally able to access the uh, the keep, that's when that story gets back to progressing there. So my story with Marin, it kind of just it started, and then it had to stop because I did it very early. Got it. I even liked her uh, her presence, like from the voice actress that that voiced her, like just. She was this very unique character in, in, in Star Wars in general for me, and I, I liked it a lot. And you don't think about... I mean, you're thinking about it more with Mandalorian and, and what we're seeing with um, Din's character, how like his, his planet was affected. But we all the time, I think, in these movies, we don't think about, oh my gosh, like what happened to your home planet? Or how was your life affected by the Empire or Order 66 or yeah. the First Order? And now some of that's kind of... We're seeing these smaller stories, which are really deep. And her planet was you know affected because of what we saw with that i really like your your point with the the trifecta there um these three characters who had these three totally different experiences but they were all just awful and they were like the same age and they're all you know <laughs> they're all young and it's just yeah. traumatizing for yeah. them they shape yeah. them quite a bit um any other final thoughts? Good thing you asked that. We would have ended, yeah. ended the podcast 20 minutes ago. so mad if we didn't talk about <laughs> A lot of this stuff, yeah. Yeah. No, man, I, that was, it was a great game. I'm glad that... I'm almost glad we didn't do this right after we played the game because it's been nice to kind of just revisit it in my head. It's, There's a part of me that wanted that. Sure. So let it sink in a little bit. Yeah. I, we, we wanted to ideally get to this, pod, this podcast sooner. Didn't happen, but I think you're right. It was good to let it simmer. All right. So I got one last thing then. Um, the lightsaber customization yep. was probably one of the, my favorite things about this game. And at the end of it, when you get to pick that crystal, yeah. I had a hard time. I'm Me like, too. Which one do I go with? <laughs> and you're tilting it. It's changing color, which was a pretty cool aesthetic. That was himself. awesome. Yeah. Like He's rotating the crystal, and that's you picking your color of the crystal. It's just shining through like a light differently. Yeah. So they kind of made it look like it was just like it was going naturally like that. Like it was that color all along yeah. Uh, yeah. that you end up with. So, like, at the end of it, I'm like, I've been rocking green the entire time, so I'm not going to do that. I went away from blue because, I mean, come on. I, you know, there was a reason I did that. Sure. So, what do I do here? So, then, like, you're debating, like, do I go with yellow or do I go with purple? I, I ended up with the uh, the cyan one. And okay. that one, was, like, it's low-key become one of my favorite colors to rock when I go to replay the game. That's so, pretty cool. So, the question now goes to you guys. When you're, when you're twisting the crystal in the light, what did you end up with? Um, I ended up with, uh, I think I just the standard blue actually. You want blue? <laughs> so boring. I I, I was <laughs> I was going towards green, and then I just I was like, you know what? I made it this far with blue being my predominant color throughout the game. I just wanted to stick with wanted it. Wanted to lock it in. Yeah. Uh, so I wanted I, to finish the journey. I don't know how, but I knew that it wasn't going to be permanent. Uh, so I knew that I was going to be able to. Sw- I think I saw someone on Twitter say something like, "Don't worry, when you get to that point, you can switch it." Yeah. I was hoping it wouldn't lock me in. Yep, that would have been pretty cool for the story if it did. But um, so I went with the the magenta because it yep. just it was just very different, and I, I fell in love with it. I, I the- almost went with that. It yeah. was very close. I liked it a lot. Yeah, I almost went purple. Uh, it was it was between those two for yeah. me. I legitimately. <laughs> it's funny you say that too. Like I I was. Staring at the screen for a minute, just kind of like this. Oh, it took me a while. And I was like, <laughs> "Purple." What's the choice? Oh no, we, Miss Windy did that. Oh, that's okay. <laughs> what about this one? And like, I really took a long time. And I think that's probably why I just went back, in particular, to blue because I was like, I want to finish my journey. 
I was with it already. Everything else is cool. It's I think a tie, that's why so. I like the cyan because it's like it, it's a different twist on the blue. It's a lighter blue, it's a sure. more experienced blue. It's a it's a it's, it's a frost blue because you're ending up on a frost planet. Yeah, yeah. So like you know that I, that was probably one of the reasons that I like it so much. How about like the the experience of craft and a lightsaber on Ilum? Like that's the Jedi experience, right? Yeah. They all do it. We see Anakin do it in, in Clone Wars, and you always hear about it. And Yoda takes the the younglings there. Like that's really cool that. You kind of get to do that before, presumably. Maybe maybe that's the last lightsaber that ever comes from, from Ilum, right? Yeah. If, if Starkiller Base comes not too long after. Yeah. Man, I love that connection so much. That's just that's so... Like, Starkiller Base obviously is a huge deal in Force Awakens, but it's so background with the connection here. They sure. Just, what a great job. Love it. Anything else that we missed? If you got it, keep bringing it, boys. <laughs> I think it's, I'm good, it, man. It's good stuff. Uh, so... We'll wrap up More here. More Stimpaks. <laughs> no. So many oh. Stimpaks. Oh, Derek's wrong. He had nine. Garbage. <laughs> <laughs> I think eight is maximum. Yeah, eight is the maximum. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so many Stimpaks. I'm so livid right now. <laughs> well, you know, it is what it is. We, we beat the game, man. Yeah, we beat the game. We're through it. We enjoyed it. Why don't we wrap up? Final final thought each on, on the game, if you haven't covered it yet, and uh, where people can find you on social media and... What uh, projects you'd like to plug, whether Geekiverse or something else? John, why don't, uh, why don't we start with you? Love the game. You don't want to follow me on social media. I'm just talking about the Astros right now. <laughs> <I> guess, <laughs> no, it's entertaining. It's a bad place to be. I John's mean, it, my pipeline to baseball. If you do care about that, add Disruptoid <laughs> on everything. Uh, that's about it. I got nothing going on right He's now. He's got a great... Just uh, venting about baseball. Great Twitter handle and, and social media handle in general. Thanks, just, sir. Yeah, uh, always a big fan of that. Um, I mean, I love... I love laughing at the Astros right now. So please, yeah. tell, tell everyone. <laughs> yeah, tell follow. everyone where to follow it's you. It's at Disruptoid. Yes, Throw yes, it up. Yes. Give, me, give me a Chiron right here. There we go. So John, uh, John's always talking about baseball, hockey, video games. Um, I, I've enjoyed... Uh, he's John and I are very similar gamers. Uh, we find these very similar experiences. We know what each other likes. That's been kind of a fun thing over the last year, uh, particularly in the Geekiverse. So whether you, you feel... Whether you find that your gaming tastes are similar to ours or not, there's going to be a good conversation. So it's a good follow. Uh, Appreciate that. Yeah, absolutely. Derek, where can people find you on social media if they're not already following you? And what's going on uh, oh, from a, a plug what standpoint? A, what a compliment there, first off. Uh, you can <laughs> sure. find me at Derek Kramer 49 uh, In addition to tweets about the Bills, NFL draft, and hockey, uh, I am every now and then going ahead on some of the stuff like a, like a Star Wars game or a Pokemon. Yeah. Uh, my thing about this follow. game was the my 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 thing about this game was I had bought in Pokemon Sword and Jedi Fallen Order at the same time. Oh, that's a tough one. And I'm like, oh, okay, you had that debate, right? I, I, I was trying to balance this, but Jedi Fallen Order took over for me. Yeah, yeah. like it was that's the, fair. The game, uh, and I'm I'm very happy to find out that it was your guys' game of the year because it really yeah. did deserve it, and it, it was gripping, and that's why uh, now I'm trying to catch up on Pokemon Sword. Uh, so. <laughs> Yes. So yes, uh, at Derek Kramer forty nine, where uh, you can find me on Twitter. Uh, I have also been uh, happy to be uh, a new member of the Seven One Six Sports Podcast. You can follow them at Seven One Six Sport Podcast. So I'm part of that team as well. And uh, you know, I've got plenty of things that uh, are either in the pipeline or something of the sorts. We were doing the Raging Buffalo podcast where it was a habanero hot takes where you got to see this idiot eat a pepper and try to dish out a sports take. Did he miss a hockey game because of that? No. 
I thought you did. No, it was, it was because of something else, but it was that same day. Oh, okay. Because uh, I, I was, that's hysterical. Yeah, I, 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 Eric was the one saying that. Oh, it was because he ate he a hot ate pepper. A, yeah. No, it wasn't okay. because of that. It was because of something else. I had to work after that. No, you don't have so, to justify. It's just it would have been I had to work after, after that. But uh, no, I was fine. Um, it just it's just a very stupid thing. But uh, those those videos will also now be a part of the Seven One Six Sports Podcast family. Awesome, awesome stuff. Uh, also, Derek, uh, we've got a really nice thing that we are promoting. Uh, so we, we play ice hockey together, but we're a part of something special in Buffalo, uh, the 11-day power play. Uh, so you've been you've been a member of this since. I've been a member since the community shift started two years ago, uh, playing for Team WGR 550. That's also where you can hear me. I'm on on Saturdays with uh, Sports Talk Saturday with Nate Geary as the host there. Uh but with Team WGR, I've uh, I've been there for that one for two years ago. I played twice last year, and uh, I'll tell you, two shifts of three hours of hockey Ooh, uh, within twelve hours of each I'd other. Pass out. Yeah. That's yeah. it was within half of a day of that's each other. Brutal. That's the tough part. Um, this year, the schedule is favoring me so well. I am playing not once, not twice, but thrice <laughs> in the eleven day power play. So. Uh, <laughs> That is there as well. The link to my 11-day power play page is the pinned tweet on my Twitter page at Derek Kramer 49 So, uh, It's the best way to find it. And the humble brag. I, this is not a humble brag at all. I, this is just me being a jerk. Um, <laughs> I am the leading scorer of Team WGR over the past two seasons, and I have not let my boss know the end of it. Yes. <laughs> and why should you? Exactly. So, so I'm, uh, I'm playing alongside Derek this year in one of his three shifts, not all three. Uh, really excited. Uh, if you aren't aware, it's an 11-day straight hockey game. It takes place at Harbor Center in downtown Buffalo. Proceeds go to a number of places, including Oshai Children's Hospital, Roswell Park, and Camp Good Days. As really well as good. Make-A-Wish Buffalo, and I do believe there's a new beneficiary. It's not coming to my head right now, and it's going to kill me. But you can find it on the link uh, yes, on, you your, find your, it on the link. your Twitter. So Also, make sure you hit Josiah's page for it as well. That's right. Uh, we're all on the same team here. The goal for the tournament is $2 million this year, I think. Right? It's $2 million because they've... They was last, yeah. The, um, we, the first year when they originally did it, it was the same forty players. So imagine that. Oh gosh, yeah. No, I imagine remember that. that. That's so that's insane. That was a struggle for those guys. And Gross. I, I, I'm, I'm always, <laughs> Gross. I'm always I'm about that. I, my boss, uh, the oldest skater of the original forty, and he was still killing it through that eleven days Dude, there. Wow. Kudos and, uh, to them. Kudos it's to the original forty for that. And uh, Mike Lesikowski, who has been the founder of this, uh, he and Amy Lesikowski, they do a great job with the event. So in July. From July 9th to the 19th, get your butt down to Harbor Center because, uh, and not just supporting us, support everybody that plays because it's for the right cause. It is a fun time, and uh, again, it's it's allows for a little bit of levity for a serious situation, which is uh, you, everybody knows somebody with cancer. For sure, uh, I'm playing for my aunt Sue, who's currently battling, as well as those we've lost in uh, uh, Jed Woomer and uh, Rebecca Hart. Uh, so. Uh, siblings and children of people of the Geekiverse. Uh, so it is a special cause dear, near and dear to our hearts. We'd appreciate it if you would check that out. Again, that's the 11-day power play. Visit uh, Derek's Twitter to find the link to that. If you're able to donate, any amount is is just wonderful. However, uh, we'd appreciate it if you'd share it as well. As, as Derek said, we've all been affected by cancer in one way or another. So... Uh, on Twitter, I am at Josiah D. Leroy. You can find me there. Talking about a lot of the same things as John... Um, and really probably a lot about how just depressing the Sabres are nowadays. So maybe you don't want to follow me. But let's, if let's you do, if, if you want to talk about video games, Star Wars, you name it, I am your guy to do so. For the Geekiverse, we have a lot coming up here in the next few weeks. Uh, John and I, 
are finally together going to be on Drafting with Drafts. That's going to be a fun one. That is one. a show made for you. I can't wait. A show. So that is in conjunction with our friends at Community Beer Works, a monthly show you can check out at youtube.com slash the Geekiverse, as well as this show and a number of other shows. Um, I feel like this is a pretty good time to announce the next mini series that I'm working on for our Star Wars uh uh, coverage. So we covered the Mandalorian, and we we had an, uh, a six part series called We Have Spoken. That was the name of that show. We just week in week out would cover everything that happened in that week's episode of the Mandalorian. We've got the Clone Wars coming up. The uh, title of that show is going to be By Felucia. So I'm, <laughs> I'm very very excited. This is literally the first time I've ever uh, said it to anyone. So that will be coming out weekly. We'll be doing a recap of the Clone Wars and getting into a bit of a community discussion. Would love if you'd check us out there. We mentioned YouTube. You can also listen to us on SoundCloud and Apple Podcasts. So for John, for Derek, I'm Josiah. Thanks for listening and watching. We'll catch you soon.